a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by University of Otago virologist Dr. Matlub Hussan. Um, Morena to you, good morning. Good morning. How are you today, sir? Good, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Right, um, for those who don't know, what does a virologist do? What do you do in your day-to-day? What's your job? So, um, I'm a virologist, so virology, um, it's a science where you study viruses. You know, Mm -hmm. viruses are a pathogen which are actually at the interface of living and non-living. These are very interesting organisms. So, um, what I do here at Otago, um, uh, I'm a scientist, so basically I'm an academic, so I I teach Mm -hmm. and do research on on viruses and at the moment my interest is on influenza virus and we all know what influenza can do every year and uh, sometimes pandemics happen as well so influenza is is everywhere so I work in on influenza um, biology so we study in the lab so I have students um, fourth year students masters and doctoral student and they do small project and bigger project so we're trying to understand the virus biology so that we can actually develop some 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 therapies um, uh, we are in need of those so that that's that's what we do um, at Otago in a nutshell are you trying to help develop the uh, one size fits all vaccine for all flus because I know they're trying to do that for all influenza strains just one vaccine that can can stop all yeah, so that's the issue with influenza because it's 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 really um, highly variable and also yeah. it evolves very quickly in the host and it's been around for centuries and I I, I would imagine it will be around for for some time mm-hmm. unless we find that universal vaccine. So we don't have a universal vaccine at the moment and it's a bit challenging to develop a universal vaccine again because of the uh, evolving cap- capability of the virus. Uh, the other issue with one of the influenza viruses, which is type A virus, um, is it has multiple hosts. Uh, um, in addition to humans, it, it is in, in uh, you know other animals as well. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to eradicate. Our strategy is not vaccine. Basically, we're trying to develop uh, host-directed therapies because you know oh, yeah, yeah. viruses they can't survive without the host. Um, and um, so um, right now, most of these strategies. Uh, we have the direct target the virus, you know, either they through the vaccine or antiviral drugs. Mm-hmm. But virus like influenza, they they actually evolve so quickly, so they can easily get resistant, you know, yeah. to those drugs and can evade those vaccines. So our strategy is to under understand that the interaction or the the interplay between the influenza virus and the host, so that we know. Uh, that how host-directed therapies could be developed. So you want to make me inhospitable to the virus? <laughs> <laughs> I want to cure people yeah, if they're yeah. sick. I want to cure people um, <laughs> so that, you know, uh, they, they can't spread the infection and they recover quickly. Very good. Um, right, coronavirus. Um, what is that? What is a coronavirus? I mean, the common cold. Yeah, so coronaviruses have been around for a long time, just like influenza and other other respiratory viruses and even bacteria. Um, Coronaviruses, um, uh, actually coronavirus uh, uh, is a family. It actually came into limelight in 2002 when we had the uh, outbreak of SARS, Mm -hmm. severe acute respiratory syndrome virus. Before that, people were not very concerned about coronaviruses because these are Viruses, they cause mild respiratory disease like, you know, other viruses. There are so many of them, including rhinoviruses. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'd like common cold, you know. Yeah. Uh, one day you get up and you, you, you sneeze and you have a sore throat and next day you're fine. So coronaviruses, many of them are like that. Um, 
but since the um, uh, you know um, discovery of SARS originating in humans and causing a very very serious disease, about 10% people infected they died and and so um, coronavirus is just like any other viruses they they, they need a host to survive uh, and they they call corona because when you look at their structure under electron microscope, their morphology looks like a crown, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's why they call coronavirus. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, how do they, I mean, how do they begin? Do they, be, do they begin in animals, and are they, do they cross over species, and is, is that how we think this has happened in Wuhan? Yeah, so uh, many viruses, you know, especially in the last 20 years, I've seen a lot of outbreaks of, of viruses uh, in humans like SARS, avian influenza H5N1, avian influenza um, H7N9, another H7 viruses. Uh, and now we have, um, and then MERS, Middle East Respiratory mm-hmm. Syndrome virus in Middle East. And now we have this novel coronavirus. So, uh, mind you, um, that many, many viruses, actually many more viruses exist in wild animals. Yeah. Uh, especially in bats, you know. Yeah. So bats are the reservoir of many, many viruses, including coronaviruses. Um, so because there, there, are, there are multiple things, you know, the, these viruses, they cross over to human population. Um, the, the ecological changes, you know, uh, um, human behavior, interaction of humans with animals uh, in multiple ways. You know, there are many ways you can interact with wild animals. And sometimes people get carried away, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when they interact with wild animals. And then that any particular incident like that can, can actually transmit that virus into humans. And then what viruses do, they adapt very quickly into the environment. So, for example, um, you, you get a, a one person get infected from a wild animal and then virus can easily adapt to the humans. Yeah. And then that particular human can actually transmit the virus to other humans. And that's how uh, we, we transmit the virus. So th- there is a thing called RO value. So it means like the capability of the virus to transmit um, among humans. For example, if one person get infected and then virus adapts to that human, then that, that human can actually transmit the virus to more individuals. Mm-hmm. And then those two more individuals can transmit to four individuals. So, that, so that's how the... this thing is start. So um, I suspect this particular coronavirus we are talking about, novel 2019 virus, it is 2019 because it was discovered late in in 2019. Mm -hmm. So um, I suspect that's how it it actually got into humans and it started spreading among humans. Yeah, and it's got a transmission rate of about two or three, isn't it, from one person? Um, Yeah, last time I checked it was less than three, but um, I think these these numbers evolve, you know, as we go because we are still in the very early stages of the outbreak. Uh, so the number can go up, uh, up as uh, as well. And, and most people, I guess, um, will be asymptomatic um, symptomatic at the moment as well, right? I mean, because it's two. They reckon it's about two weeks of of, of showing those symptoms. <coughs> so um, while we're sitting at about eight thousand cases at the moment, uh, that's probably going to keep growing for quite some time, isn't it? Yeah. So so. So number at the moment is is about six thousand, but right. but it 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 might go to eight thousand and ten thousand. But we sh- we should not be alarmed by that. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, the the, uh, the the earlier question you uh, you ask about whether asymptomatic uh, that is still in debate. Like influenza does that. So for example, um, somebody is is infected with influenza. Uh, so even 
So there are two things to infection. You get infected, the virus replicating among your body, but you don't show ki- symptoms. Mm-hmm. You don't present present the sign of the disease. So in in, in case of influenza, uh, you get infected, you, the virus replicates in, in inside your body, and then you become contagious. Means without the appearance of the symptoms, you could still infect the next individual yeah. you, you interact with. Uh, so that is very dangerous because you cannot detect that. Like the airport is screening or anything, unless you do the to um, swab the uh, and and check the check the uh, the virus, um, they are saying it that the same thing is happening in no, in in case of novel coronavirus, but that is, is still early to say. It's under debate, and we shouldn't be alarmed by that. It it may or may may not happen. Uh, if that hap- if that's the case, that people asymptomatic people are actually spreading the virus, then we will see a, a lot more cases yeah. in future. But but. Because it's still early days, uh, they have to confirm that. Uh, but it is true that an infected individual is transmitting the virus to other individuals through the aerosol or, like, like the big droplets. You know, when we talk and when we sneeze, mm-hmm. and you know, we do, we release those droplets in the air, and and they 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 carry the virus. And if somebody inhales those droplets, they get infected. Yeah. How how worried about this coronavirus should we? Should we be worried here in Dunedin? I mean, or should we be worried worldwide? Is this the kind of thing that could get out of control um, and and cause a a real worldwide um, pandemic-type situation? Or is this just a, you know, one of those natural occurrences? Like, I mean, you know, SARS was really worrying but it killed about 800 people I mean, there were still 800 lo- losses of lives and that's yeah. terrible yeah. Um, but you know uh, it was easily shut down You know, so is it the same case for this should we really be worried um, well it's good to worry about these things as long as we have the information but look I mean this won't this is, the, this is not the first virus to emerge like this in human population in the last 20, 25 years. And this won't be the last virus to emerge in human population in, in, the, in the time to come. Um, because, as I said earlier, the, the human behavior is changing, ecological ecology is changing, the way we live, the way we, we build cities and other things, and which is, which is, you can't stop these things. This is the natural progression you know, of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the, the good thing is that uh, they, um, the authorities in China they caught it, they they got on it, and and they they are trying to control it, and they are building hospitals. Um, they have taken this st- unprecedented step of actually locking down the city. Um, nobody can get in and out through yeah. normal routes. So um, they are trying their best, uh, and I think we should actually uh, um, uh, you know appreciate that, and we should acknowledge that they're doing the best. Um, as far as in terms of um, uh, worry about it's coming to, say, Dunedin, um, it can happen, um, but, you know, dep- it depends. Uh, so far, there is no, n- I haven't heard any case of this in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. There are about four and five cases in Australia. Yeah. So that's the closest we, we have. And in Australia, they, are, they have got everything under control. Yeah. So and also the University of Otago is worried about it, uh, and they know about it, and they have system in place. They have sent out a couple of emails about it. Um, there are a lot of articles in the New Zealand media about it. So New Zealand government knows about it. They had a press conference. So we should not be alarmed, but we should be uh, prepared, and we should be aware that, that there is a that there is a possibility that it may arise uh, arrive in New Zealand. But we should not be alarmed by that. How do we combat it? How do we uh, essentially eradicate it? Um, 
you know, I mean, we, I, I don't think we can entirely ever eradicate it. I think there's still some people still get SARS, I think, don't they? And so how do, how do we combat this type of coronavirus? No, SARS is actually hasn't. Um, so this is the closest we got to the SARS. Mm. SARS has not reappeared again in human, human population. Oh, wow. But this is the, the closest we have because this virus has about 80% similarities to SARS. Yeah. So you could say that this is like a cousin or like another version of SARS, but the milder one. Yeah. Uh, um, the uh, as for combating it, um, basically we have the supportive care for patients who are actually infected in hospitals. Um, so it's a patient targeted therapy, like you know, controlling the pneumonia and you know, um, you know, breathing support and everything if they are seriously ill. By the way, the virus um, is not um, does not have very severe symptoms in healthy individuals. So most yeah. of the people who are dead. There, they had some sort of underlying condition like diabetes or other yeah. other medical conditions, or they were they were a bit older, you know, as compared to that. Um, regarding combating it, we unfortunately we don't have a vaccine, yeah. and we don't have a very specific antiviral drug which actually target this particular coronavirus um, to treat the patient. Um, and vaccines, people are working on it, and it, making vaccine takes time, at least six months to yeah. to a year. Uh, so at the moment, uh, the the best thing we could do, we should be aware of that if if we are interacting with somebody who is actually showing some sort of symptoms, respiratory symptoms, we should be careful about it, interacting with them, and try to uh, um, um, advise them to go and seek some 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 medical attention in case you know. Uh, and if somebody is seriously ill, they should go to the hospital and get get admitted, and they get the supportive care. Yeah. So it's essentially a, uh, it's it's a case of track and contain. Yes. Yeah. And then hopefully, if you contain everybody and you look after everybody, it will. Um, it, can't yeah. tra- it can't transmit anymore. Yeah. It is achievable. It is achievable to actually contain the virus in a particular you know location. And, and a particular, you know, you know, geographical area, and that's what Chinese are trying to do. Um, I mean, r- look, majority of the cases are in China. Yeah. There, are, the, although the virus has been discovered in twelve countries so far, but most of these people uh, who are uh, most of the cases in the other countries are discovered, they have a direct connection to Wuhan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Either they travel there or yeah. somebody from there travel to. To, to their place of residence. So, um, but the, those number of cases in those twelve countries, they're not very high. You know, it's like five, six. Uh, uh, some some people are under examination uh, just as a precautionary measure. Um, with SARS and MERS and now this, you know, is uh, y- why are coronaviruses doing this? Why have they suddenly changed tack? Do we know why they they're, they're actually starting to kill people? Uh, um, we actually know about. Um, I mean. If you're if you're in this sort of business, if you're a virologist and you're studying <laughs> viruses, we know what is the reason, and um, pretty much all the virus uh, virologists are on top of it. They know the reason, but unfortunately, as I said, that many of these viruses exist, circulate in wild animals. And let yeah. me just point out one thing: like for example, bats, yeah. they harbor many viruses. Unfortunately, these animals, like bats, they don't show the symptoms. Yeah. So if you're if you're say playing with a bat or you know hunting bat or something like that, and you hold the bat, you won't know that that virus that bat is whether is whether it's infected or not. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you are in a very close contact with that with that bat that 
bat would transmit one of those viruses. Oh, a bowler is, is, is a very, you know, one of those cases with bats, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one, one of the big cases. Um, and, and I'm sure they have and have been trying to educate the people who live within those areas of where bats live. And of course, as humans, cities grow and our population grows, we move into those areas more and more. Yeah. So as long as we are educated, we, are, we know that, you know, interacting with wild animals, um, any unfortunate, fortunately, we don't have those kind of animals in New Zealand. Mm. So we are very fortunate. Um, but like, look at in Australia, you know, like <coughs> mosquitoes, for example, you know, they, they, they spread a lot of viruses. Yeah. You know, so uh, they're trying to control mosquitoes in, in multiple ways. In Africa, um, because of the geographical location and then the, the, the ecology of the Africa, you have a lot of wild animals and people hunt and go and, you know, uh, do all kind of, you know, interaction. So we, we, we need to worry, we need to be aware that, that these wild animals, they harbor a lot of viruses and some of them are, could be very, very dangerous and could actually spread within a very short period of time to uh-huh. to, uh, to pretty much everybody in the world, you know. So when it really comes down to it with this particular coronavirus, we shouldn't be any more worried about it than we should be about the flu. I mean, it, it's exactly. A, it, yes, in a nutshell, yes. It's, it's, it's death rates about three percent, just like the flu. It's uh, it's killing um, those with preconceived uh, with with conditions already or uh, older people. Um, those that are a bit more susceptible to this type of thing. Uh, it's just because it's exotic that the panic is kind of, you know, yeah, up. and it's new. Right. Yeah. Anything new, anything, um, anything new comes to your life in your culture, in your country, and everything. People are like, they're a bit, bit, bit alarmed and concerned about it. And and I don't, I don't see uh, any much more than than that in in this case. Let me just give you a, a number. Like last year in China, eighty eight thousand people died during flu season. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's and a lot of people. That's a lot of people, right? Yeah. That happens pretty much every year. Yeah. United States happens every year. In New Zealand, at least 400, 500 people die every year because of flu or flu-like symptoms or flu-like, you know, infections. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go, they get unnoticed and they become, because flu has become part of our lives, right? Yeah. Every year, you know, I teach students here at Otago. And in the second semester, I start teaching where the peak of the winter season in Dunedin. And I can actually, I'm not exaggerating, at least 60%, 70% of the class has some sort of respiratory symptoms. Yeah. Okay. So, fresher um, flu is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, um, so it's, it's a, and also media is highlighting, it's in the news, people are reading about it, writing about it, this new novel virus. So that's why we, 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 are, we are kind of paying attention to it. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, we should be reading about it. We should be knowing about it. We sh- but we should not get alarmed. Uh, this virus, compared to SARS, uh, number of cases are very high, like six thousand. SARS about eight thousand total. Um, but um, I'm 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 thinking. I think this number will go up. But the mortality rate will 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 go down even even lower than three percent you mentioned. Um, so we are basically dealing with a flu-like virus, you yeah, know, yeah. seasonal flu-like virus. Yeah, know. we're only ever scared of the flu if it's got an animal's name in front of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, because if I see an H1N1, everyone will be like, oh, and then if I see bird flu, they'll be like, ah. Oh. Yeah, 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 because, yeah, because of the big, <laughs> yeah, we should be, because remember, the, 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 the mortality rate in case of avian H5N1, about 50%. Yeah. 
and about H7N9, which also unfortunately emerged in China in 2013, uh, 35%. That's MERS, 30-35%, which is uh, still circulating uh, in uh, in Middle East. The one thing we should know about these two other viruses, SARS and MERS, they were not actively transmitting among among humans like this virus is transmitting. So, okay. so that's a bit, bit uh, surprising and, and bit of a worrying factor. But, but again, it, the when you look at the uh, the the morbid mor- uh, the mortality and, and and morbidity is is very much like a, a seasonal flu virus. All right, good as go. Well, um, thank you, um, Dr. Hassan, for coming in this morning. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you very much. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.